Hi, I'm Kat Curl, modern day mystic and pleasure empoweress from readingsforclarity.com and Everyday Magic. Infuse true pleasure and magic into your daily life with my mix of everyday magic, intuitive guidance, ritual, counseling, and life experience. In today's podcast episode, I'm chatting with Fiona Horn, an amazing woman, a witchy woman who enjoys life. And we really chat about what living a pleasurable life really means to her. And we talk about The Art of Witch, her latest book, and her debut Oracle card deck. I hope you enjoy this interview. And if you'd like to know more about Fiona, go to fionahorn.com. me if you don't know Fiona um, you may know Def FX from <laughs> the 90s um, and gosh you've been on like t- you've been on TV radio and you have all these other amazing things that if we've seen you on TV and radio we may not have known that you're a pilot and humanitarian aid worker a yoga instructor you've got a world record for skydiving <laughs> as well <laughs> I love all of this. Um, a fire dancer, a sailor, and of course, uh, what we're talking about today is um, you're also a witch, a practicing witch, and um, an elder of witchcraft was in um, in some of the info I had, and I just loved that. I was like, oh, what? An elder? Wow. But yeah, you, you really have been practicing, um, and you have all that, you've collected all that different knowledge and, and wisdom. So, and you've written 11, is it 11 books? Yeah. And you've, no, I've lost count. I think yeah. the one's 11, yeah. 11 <laughs> books. And today we're, we're going to be talking about The Art of Witch, and um, which is your latest book. It's out now. It's come out there this is. month. There right it is. There. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. And it's actually, it's got a velvet cover. Oh, yeah. does it? Oh. It covers velvet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love producing it. Love that. And you've got your debut Oracle cards as well, and they're out in July. And um, you've got the spoken word tour, which if anyone wants some cards, they can they can get a sneaky preview and get them early. Um, Yeah, we've got them at the actual events. They're going to be at each stand. I'm very lucky my publishers are coming along. We're sort of doing like a road trip, you know, getting in the combi and loading it up with books, cards, you know, all this good stuff. And um, so people, yeah, if they want to come, they can also um, pick up a deck of cards and the book. And, um, and of course, I'll, I'm really looking forward to getting up close with everyone and magical in the sense of um, hanging out after, like there's the event, but also meeting everyone after. The events are more intimate. The last time I did a like one enchanted evening tour back, it was about 10 years ago. There were the venues were really big. It was like seven, eight hundred people. And incredibly, they all sold out. It was it was insane. And um, but this time we've gone for smaller venues, a more intimate kind of experience. So really for me, coming back to Australia, you know, you mentioned I I work as a, a commercial pilot, do a lot of stuff now living over in the Caribbean. And I'm literally on the other side of the world. But so coming all the way over to Australia to do this, talking my boss into giving me a month off work uh, to, go, <laughs> to come and do this. So I really wanted to just get close to people that have been on this journey with me for a long time 
whether it's with my books on witchcraft, whether it's with Deaf Effects, because we're also doing a farewell tour this month. This is essentially yeah, my farewell visit. Yeah. So I, I want to like really, you know, I'll hang out for an hour, two hours, whatever it takes to meet everyone after the shows, after the events and um, sign things, do photos, you know, sign babies, butts, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, you see those videos of like, yeah and so and that's really I love that because um it really shows me you're living like that that connection and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it soon but magical living is about living to, for me in a in a connected way it's and it's yeah, not just it's about community it's yes. not a, that's a big difference now Kat you know I mean you you raise a really good point there in that uh, noticing that because what I've learned, one of the biggest things I've learned, and you mentioned that I'm an elder, it's like, yeah, decades. It's been over three decades, two decades since I wrote my first book. The change I've seen in the magical community and people living with a, with a sense of wanting to be mindful, wanting to experience wellness in their lives, it's a community effort now. It's not just about the individual. Uh, and, I, you know, relating this back to witchcraft, you know, it was a, there were so many solitary witches when I started out. Um, even even though there's a bit of information out there, but I think what's what's happened with the um, the communication tool that the internet can be, um, whether you wield that for better or for worse, in the sense of wielding it for the better, it unites us all in a sense of um, global unity. And and there is no matter what you focus your attention on. Um, well, actually, it does matter a lot what you focus your attention on. I choose to focus my attention on what's working and what's good in the world and what celebrates the human presence on the planet. And, um, and that community can be a global community and it is um, of mindful people focused on wellness, um, wanting to be not older but better at living, becoming that and sharing that together. And so community is a huge part of it. And that's one of the biggest changes I've seen in the last you know, 20 years of coming out of the broom closet as a witch. Um, is that we have gone from being this kind of separate judgmental group to being this, this community that celebrates our unity in our diversity and, um, and focused a lot more on actually practicing what we preach, which is treading on the earth lightly, honoring yeah. nature sacred and really doing it, you know, living by those principles, whether it's eating organically, consuming less, you know, uh, treading lightly on the earth, um, really taking conscious steps towards that and, and into that right now in the present moment and then sharing that journey with others so um so we don't have to feel so uh locked away and isolated in our you know particularly in witchcraft i think it it originally maybe attracted people who had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to mainstream religions but you know there's so many witches now there's so many people who maybe don't call themselves a witch but say that they want to live a magical life and mm -hmm. they do things like rituals of gratitude and i watch them doing it and they're witches. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. It's like that, that, that's a spell kind of sort of right there. It um, is. Even when I was on Channel 10 yesterday and, uh, and Angela Bishop was saying some stuff about rituals of gratitude. And I was like, well, that's kind of what spell casting is. Yeah. If you, you know, if you emphasize the opportunity to um, when you do a ritual or a spell, um, if to, to put them in a similar category, you're actually uh, using elements of the natural world, tools of consciousness to manifest transformation. And that's really what living a magical life is. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. And um, 
side note, I really, I saw um, a bit of the Studio 10 interview and can I just say thank you for such a diplomatic answer and a true answer on good witch and bad witch because I cringe when someone says white witch. No, um, yeah. And it's for people to understand and kind of step, step aside from the fear. Um, and as you say, it's good people and bad people. And what you're just saying, it's, it is about it's individuals, whatever spiritual path they walk may make, make poor and smart choices or might make, uh, you know, good and bad choices. If you want to attribute moral behavior, according to those, those titles, good and bad. Um, I get asked that question so much less now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, 20 years on. Yeah. It's so different now out there. Um, yeah. There is, I mean, it's, it's actually really amazing and, and wonderful that, um, you know, there's still individuals that maybe through misinformation, lack of education might have a preconceived notion of what a modern witch is. Um, but there is an enormous shift towards uh, recognising and honouring other people's choices. Mm. And even if we might say on a, you know, I can't get political, I don't know enough about it, but there might be certain things presented as you know, and people might make a blanket assessment that, oh, there's, there's um, intolerance, there's racism, or there's, um, you know, uh, vilification, you know, but, but when I speak to individuals outside of the media's portrayal of what's happening in our, in our human race around the world right now, the individuals are not like that. There are amazing, very bright, you know, sparks of light in our um just in people in general and that's you might go into an environment like a mainstream media outlet and potentially be on the front line of misinformation judgment and fear and yet every single individual there is 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 willfully embracing concepts of wanting to be happy wanting to celebrate life not wanting to buy into the myth that's being paraded out there that the human species is doomed and the planet's going down the toilet. There are so many amazing, beautiful people out there making incredible inspired choices. And that's, you know, in Art of Witch in the new book, you know, it's a manifesto, not only about being a modern witch and what I've learned in the last 30 years of being out there and, and deliberately, you know, even longer than 30 years actually practicing it, you know, but talking about it for over 20, 30 years, it's like well, 20 years. It's like, um, there, it's not just people like who who align themselves with witchcraft that are wanting to um, live fulfilled, happy lives. So the book the book talks about ways of approaching that and ways of embracing that, um, yeah, understanding that the difference you make in your own life is inevitably going to be shared with others. And you know, it's something like I had a bit of a crisis when I got here, Cat. I mean, I I come out from the Caribbean. You know, I'm working full time, flying every day. And, you know, my boss is letting me come out and do this, do this tour, this farewell tour. And I get here and I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to do a farewell tour. I've got to go on stage and talk about all this stuff. I've gone and booked it all in. Um, the band's doing a farewell tour, uh, booked all that in. All this was meant to happen two years ago in 2017, but I, um, I got nailed, my island I live on got nailed by two catastrophic hurricanes. So I wasn't going anywhere. And I was a humanitarian aid outreach person going to Haiti and other islands to help. And all of a sudden, I became the recipient of international aid, having gone through these two, like everything destroyed. And it was just catastrophic. Like, 
So, you know, here I am now, two years later, able to be here and fulfill on the promise I made, which was to come out and connect. Um, but consequently, I didn't expect I was gonna have a full-time job and be trying to juggle all that and get out here. So I guess my point is the crisis I had was um, how, how do I do this? I mean, I was really jet lagged. It was the second morning I woke up in Australia. I'd gone straight on Channel 7 when I got here. Oh, wow. You know, and just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This morning, wake up. And I'm losing it and I'm in tears. And I realised what was going on in my head of how the hell am I going to pull this off was I was making it too much about me. I had isolated, coming to a state of ego and going, oh, I, 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 I have to do this. I have to be this. I, 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 I. And it was like, wait a minute, you're not, it's not about you. This visit isn't about you. It's about everyone else. And if people find you inspiring and you're in this incredibly privileged position to share your journey with others, that it might be useful and inspiring to them, you know, get out of your own way, Fiona, and just bloody make it not about you. And that's the end in this book is don't yeah. make it about you. Don't make your life about what you're receiving make it about what you're giving and yeah. and the universe just conspires in your favor the second i remembered that this isn't about me it was like whew, all the fear went away the tears stopped i felt imbued with a sense of lightness a sense of purpose i felt fulfilled and i felt ready and you know it's a lot of hard work you've got to show up to life and you've got to be prepared to do the work um but if you can show up and be as honest and authentic with yourself and then not make it about you as you can as you can possibly make it, then um, everything kind of works out. And that's the biggest secret I've learned in, um, in The Art of Witch is that it's a secret to all the spells working 100% of the time is not to make them about you and, and what you think you need, but to make it about how you can be a better version of yourself. In fact, maybe even the best version of yourself right here, right now, in order to be more useful in the world. And then the universe conspires in your favor and you end up having this magical life that's like more amazing than you could have ever conjured or micromanaged with your limited view of the world. You know, yeah. that's how it works. That really yeah. is the art of which. And and you know, again, shameless plug. That's what I that's what I talk about in this book. And I yeah. think that's what makes it relevant. And one thing I love um, when you with the book, um, you talk about it being you know um, for the structuralists and uh, the evolutionaries and it's beyond the bells and whistles and it's about trusting the magic inside of you. And, you know, I love this because I am so um, aligned with the, you know, magic is all around us and it's within us and there are, you don't need the bells and whistles to, to in, you know, whatever you want to say, invite, ignite, create that magic. So I'd love to hear um, some of your, everyday magic practices which i guess you've you've um told us a little bit about about checking in within yourself and just being you know getting a bit of perspective and yeah and getting that that connection and also um those mo moments <clears throat> sorry those moments when you're in flow and in alignment and that you know all these magical possibilities show up and i know a lot of people have trouble trusting that within themselves and would you say a lot of that has to do with your daily practices and my, my number one daily practice is yep. um to be uh how would i say this consistent i i had a nice 
consistent with my efforts. I had a nice chat with um, a girl that's been helping me, like driving me around a bit to do some interviews. And she's awesome and amazing. And she said, oh, yeah, I get that mindful, um, that mindful uh, positive thought thing. Yeah, I tried for a couple of months. Yeah. And now, nah, but, you know, life's really, really sucks. Men are horrible and, you know, I'm kind of miserable. And I thought, how interesting. She gave it a couple of months, you know, of, you know, I've given it decades, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's a work in progress. It's like when we, you know, if you give up being a perfectionist, suddenly life's perfect. The biggest tip I have is to be consistent with your efforts. And that means if you are thinking mindful and you've maybe done a little morning ritual where you, and you've dedicated this time to your personal practice, and this is what I do because I'm as as uh, able as anyone else to get distracted and get, get sort of like caught up in a billion things. Even you and I trying to sit down to the morning cat, like bloody hell. <laughs> but what I did do was when I went away off camera and ate my breakfast, I went and sat where I could see the ocean just out here where I'm very lucky to be staying with my girlfriend. She's got a view of the harbour and I can see the ocean. And I took a breath and allowed my body to settle. I prayed and thanked my vegan breakfast for its sacrifice in the plants and the fruits that were involved in making it. And I thanked them for their energy. And I, I, I prayed in my own way that I would become a better and more useful presence in the world because of their sacrifices, they nourished me. I took that moment to pray. I took that moment to look at the water while I ate my food. I've got a painful back because we had crazy band practice last night rocked out I mean a lot of I was I was in a lot of pain but I also said a prayer of love to myself and my back and I said I trust you and I love you and I know we can get better together and everything will be good today and you know if you just take those few moments to take yourself seriously enough that you're worth it that in fact the number one person who has to be the biggest love of your life has to be you yeah. if you can honor yourself with that and really even if a flicker of doubt comes in and even if you go, oh, well, my son said this or my girlfriend said this or my husband said this, if you just come back to right here and right now, it's just me and the universe and give yourself that gift. That is magic right there working. Very simple, doesn't require a lot of fancy props. It requires a little bit of a ritual, which was I was nourishing my body. I was telling my body I love it and I trust it. I was thanking the food for its sacrifice to allow me to be nourished. That's witchcraft right there. That's, yeah. that's what modern witchcraft is. And yes, you can go and light a bunch of candles, which is fabulous. And you can do ritual and you can use an athame and you can have a, an altar and you can do all this fabulous creative stuff. But mm. you can also, just like you did then, take a sip of tea, take a moment to feel its warmth through, move through your body, feel that sense of, of that inner hug, that inner love, mm. and, and then allow yourself to step out in the world and do the best you can. And that means... You know, the one thing I've got very good at is not giving up because I have failed more than I've ever succeeded. I have screwed up more than I've ever got it right. But I'm so grateful for the lessons. And I also know that when those lessons came, I used to beat myself up and say I'd failed and I was, you know, and I, I descended into a deep pit of alcoholism about seven years ago based on someone who I loved leaving me, drama, drama, and my life fell apart. So what did I do? I had a choice to drink myself to death. I tried that and almost did. But then I stopped and I remembered that I'm a witch. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's like if there's any darkness on my spiritual path, if there is a, like a, 
you know, decay and death and, and, and darkness that needs to come, then I decided to find in that darkest moment that I could light a light and I could shine it and I could get through. And, that, and that's where, as a witch, I pulled myself out of that. And I got sober and I, in a program, but I got sober on my own in, with the program, with my community in the program and continued on my magical way. And, you know, I think that's just my story. We all have our stories and none of them are better or worse or more interesting, less interesting. They're all relevant to us as, we, as much as we allow them to be. So yeah. um, I really hope that, you know, in the book, it's, it's kind of these, these steps that I've learned. Um, there's even like a witch life checklist to make it easy. You know, these are all <laughs> awesome. awesome. the number one most controversial thing, my mm. number one like, tip on witch life, living, you know, having these daily rituals, these life rituals, these, these yeah. magical practices. And I say, give away most of your possessions. And basically every book review Ooh. I've got has been amazing. <laughs> Everyone's going, oh my God, we love the book. But you know what? Can't agree with everything. Nah not giving away all my possessions. But the trick, then that's good. I like people who think for themselves. That's what this, hopefully this book encourages people to do and what my life at this point allows people to consider possible is you can forge your own journey and trust it. Um, but giving away your possessions, it's more like minim, minimising the distractions in life. Yeah. So another thing I've given up, um, you know, not, not just drugs and alcohol of a, of a toxic nature going into my body, but also um, toxic media. I don't watch the news. I don't yeah. read... Things. I don't I don't even stand at a newsstand and look at the covers. If I walk into a bank and they're playing where I live in America, CNN on the bank, I cover my eyes. Like I just yeah. refuse to allow toxic shit into my mm. space, whether that's yeah. stuff I'm putting into my body or stuff around me. Conversations. You know, one of the things about witchcraft is that, you know, we we kind of, especially when I came out of the broom closet, I was talking about it too, you know, change the world around you by doing these spells and rituals. Um, I've realised that it's not my job to change the world. It's my job to change my perception of the world. And sometimes the most powerful act of magic is just to step away and let the enemy blunder by. So when it comes to negative conversations, um, negative attitudes about um, what people can expect of life, like AKA, we're destined to be miserable, grow old, get sick, die expensively after being euthanised on lethal drugs for the last three decades of our lives. It's like, fuck that, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not. Yeah. That. And so I, 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 I've learned that's what I mean by when you give away most of your possessions, it's the things that you think are innately in you and a part of you. But then you actually, if you step back and look at them, it's just all that stuff and, yeah. and conditioning. And, you know, you have the right to, to erase these things and let them go. And if there's anything in me that, you know, sometimes I say I'm an anarchist because I just don't. I, I will not buy into the system. I don't, I, I just, you know, till the day I die, I will keep making choices based on my perception in the moment and not what everyone's telling me. Um, because as much as I talked earlier about there being a lot of really inspired, amazing, um, mindful people out there wanting to, to make a positive difference in their own lives and others, there's still this collective way it's kind of fed to us from the system that the, the visual and oral pollution of advertising, it's just in yeah. us all the time. Even bloody social media, which started out as a tool to, you know, kind of serve the community has become a tool to manipulate the community. So, yes. you know, we've just got to have our wits about us and, and be really, and going back to what we said earlier, the most magical thing I've learned to do is be consistent. If yeah. I screw up, if I get distracted, I get back in, you know. So if someone's having 
starts the day off great, some heavy stuff happens, they don't really have their magical mojo on and they're like, ah, oh, okay. at the end of the day feeling like crap again, that's okay. Have a cup of herbal tea, give yourself a break, start again the next day. And yeah. just and, and over time, all these tiny steps add up. And um, and that consistent self-love. You know? Yeah. I'm hearing that consistent self-love, like not beating yourself up and, you know, having that my body's not against me. Actually, I love my body and I'm with my body. It's great. You know? Yeah, our and, bodies are designed to be and the world designed to work and not to not to be destroyed. They've become like a marketing tool and a and something that we are um, we're encouraged to think we're encouraged to think that pregnancy is an illness. You know, we have to go to the hospital for it. It's, I mean, you know, fair enough. It's like if there are definitely um, positives to living in a in a in a, the, the modern age of healthcare and, and medicine. And actually, my dearest girlfriend Lydia just got an OAM, an Order of Australia medal, for her services to nursing. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, the healthcare profession is a no, and the mainstream one is a noble and brilliant thing. However, I don't go to the doctor all the time. I remember I, I have to go to the doctor um, for a, uh, like for a, a medical that's required for my job as a commercial pilot. I have to have certain minimum standards of health, eyesight, blood pressure, blah, 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 to be allowed to operate an aircraft as the, as the sole pilot in command with a bunch of lives, like we call them souls. I report how many souls I have in the plane when I'm calling ATC and going wow. to another airspace or whatever, you know, I've got to tell them how many souls are on board. Huge responsibility. So that's the last one I went to the doctors, which was this year in February to get my annual medical done so I can keep my job. And um, the doctor said, oh, oh, just noticed you're, um, yeah, you're, oh, you're turning 53. Oh, you don't look like you're turning 53. Okay, well, uh, all right, yeah, but it's, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, who, who do you uh, schedule, how do you schedule your preventative colonoscopies and uh, your preventative medicine? And I was like, I don't. And he went, what do you mean? Like, well, yeah, I guess you're not a candidate for breast cancer anymore because you're probably in menopause, aren't you? I said, don't know. I, I had a period last year and then it stopped and I've had it again recently. Don't know. And I love not having periods. I feel great, you know, because again, menopause is marketed to women that, oh, you've reached your use by date. Oh, you know, you're, yes. you're no longer attractive. You no longer can have orgasms that are fulfilling. Oh, you know, you, and you've got to start taking expensive hormones, buying into the system. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to do it. So um, consequently, because I live liberated from that preconceived notion that I have to do what everyone else is telling me to do, my yeah. body's feeling great. Yeah. I, I mean, the doctor said I've got blood pressure better than a 10-year-old. I've had the best sex of my life in the last four months with a gorgeous guy I met. Um, and I'm supposedly in menopause, whatever. It's oh, like, no. bring it on. I'm so glad not to have periods anymore. My point in this long rant is that you have choices to make decisions based Absolutely. on you and your well-being. Now, if you, I think about all this of life, not because I want to be this out there being fabulous. I just want to be useful in the world. I shift my thinking. I don't all about me. That way I can look in the mirror every day and smile. I mean, when I was the proverbial beautiful young 20-something in linear years, which is paraded as our most marketable and valuable time as women in, in yeah. our culture, yeah. um, I was miserable. I used to punch myself in the face and give myself a black eye. I did that. I did that. I talk about it in my autobiography. I self-mutilated. You know, I mean, my gosh, you know, and I, was, yeah. I look, I go, my gosh, I was a beautiful young woman. Bloody yeah. hell. And I beat myself up and cut and just did things to myself that were awful. So, you yeah. know, we all have our journeys. My point is, um, yeah. you don't have to be what everyone's telling you to be. Make your own, except what I tell you to be. 
<laughs> which is being in alignment with yourself, right? True to yourself, and you know, and make your own choices. So, it's... well, that's right. And don't and don't treat your body like it's the enemy. And oh. and you know, I mean, oh. I've been through all sorts of physical experiences. I've been what could be called really overweight. I was a sick alcoholic on the brink of death, taking handfuls of drugs the doctors had given me for stress and drinking on top of it because my husband had left me. And poor me, you know, and off I go. And that was just seven years ago. So, yeah. you know, and it's like. And we are sold that. We are sold that, like, oh, no. You, have, you know, we, we are sold that. And we are sold that, oh, no, like, this is the end of the world. This is the end of your life. Or, you know, as you spoke about birth, if you don't have a birth, you know, if you have a home birth, oh, my gosh, you're, you know. It's dangerous. And it's like, well, actually, a couple of generations ago, it didn't really matter if yeah. women had babies at home, if women's, you know, partners, you know, left or stayed or they, the women left or it was just, it was more community and um, mm -hmm. more trusting what works for everybody. And yeah. I'm, I'm conscious of time. Oh, so, my gosh, yes, time. Oh, yes. my gosh. I Before we go, um, <laughs> if you want to talk about um, your, I love, for you two, are, you've you've said don't get older, get better at living, and we have spoken a lot about this um, already. Yeah, um, yeah. But if there's anything you would like to add before we go, and then I'll um, talk about the tour dates before. before okay, great. Well, what I'd love to do, I mean, I think we've definitely capped on the don't, oh, yeah. you don't have to get older, you can get better at living. But what I was thinking is, why don't we pull a card for you today? Oh, yes, please. I, I'd forgotten. Deck. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. And well, the thing about the deck I want to share with the Magic of You Oracle deck is that um, where I, I mean, I've been reading Tarot, the classic, you know, um, I, I've used Celtic Tarot deck, the same deck for like 30 years. And when I had the opportunity to do a debut Oracle card deck with my, um, with my publisher, I feel very blessed they gave me this opportunity. I thought, what can I, what, what do I wish existed as I do all these readings and um, and I I never read the cards for myself because I don't I can't distance myself from from mm -hmm. what I want think I want to see in the moment yeah. blah 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 as much as I'm mindful and conscious of allowing the world to show me what I need and keep my ego out of the way at the same time you get caught up in it so I was like what do I need so I, I particularly design these cards to be the card the reader can read for themselves then mm -hmm. there's um, there's a little booklet that comes with it there's specific um, types of draws you can do. You can do one card, two cards, three, and nine. Specific spreads, super easy. Um, but what I found really beautiful, the theme of this deck is unlock your hidden truths. So maybe trust that the guidance coming to you and that these beautiful keys on the back of the cards that Jess in production at Rockpool did, and they're just stunning. Um, but what, what this means is that you can, if you're just feeling you can't see the wood for the trees, you can pull the magic of your oracle and get some guidance. The other thing is there's a ritual a witch's ritual, magic ritual. It's, you don't have to be a witch, but each card has a ritual associated with it. So that if you want to pull one card, get some guidance and then perform the ritual, it allows you to anchor that guidance and, and work through the, the either, you know, magnify the, the reasons to be feeling fabulous or navigate through the obstacles at that time, whatever it is, you know. So putting the, the girl who drew this is an amazing... Um, Amazing artist, uh, Marcella Bolivar is the artist, and she let me uh, go into her body of work and choose 36 images. She's based in Colombia. Andre from Rockpool Publishing found her and put me in touch with her, and um, 
And I was able, she allowed me to go through and choose 36 images from her body of work to use for the deck. And then I could channel the cards through that. So really, really love these. I mean, I love both these things. I feel so lucky because this will be the last, I'm not planning to write anymore um, or produce any more of these things. I, I got to get back to flying airplanes. I kind of didn't expect I'd have the opportunity to do this again in life. Came all came around a few years ago. So here we go with the beautiful velour covered book. Here we go with beautiful tactile cards. I feel very blessed. So let's um let's pull a card for you. If you would allow me to pull one for you. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell me when to stop, and I'm going to take the top oh. card. Okay. Okay, stop. <laughs> okay, top card. Ooh, Lavaria, let love grow. So Lavaria, this card, if you can see it, I don't, can I get it in close? Does that work? Is that angled right? Yeah, I can see, yeah. yeah. So Lavaria is an interesting one because the picture on the card is of a man hugging a woman and her head buried in, in his chest. And his head is actually a skull inside a fishbowl, which means it, the symbol, symbolism means putting people we love on a pedestal doesn't allow them to grow. It places them in a very fixed and static position. And, um, you know, sometimes, especially casting love spells, you think, oh, you know, I want to manifest this love or make it grow or whatever. And actually by having a really fixed idea about it and putting the lover or the loved one on a pedestal um, traps them in a finite state of what's possible. So the message for you today is to allow love to grow, not only in your significant other partner, or if you don't have one in the idea of what one is, is to let go of all those, um, you know, ideas about what it should be and what it should look like and allow yourself to be surprised. So when I actually read the, uh, the card itself and I go to, to card number 14, here we go. And I read Lavaria. I, I don't know, do you want this to be outed on, on national? national yeah, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. All right, Kat. Lavaria appears when a healthy expression of love is turned into an obsession with love, or more specifically, an idea that it is not love. So we're outing you on uh, as far as your relationships go, because this is specifically pertaining to someone you love. <laughs> the skeletons of your expectations are limiting your experience of love. Release your attachment to what was and let a new concept of love evolve in your heart and mind. The embrace appears tender between the lovers, but they are bound by, by vines that traps, like all wrapped around the card of these vines around the lovers. So, and it's, and it's trapped them in a fixed expression that cannot grow. It's time to remember that your lover is only human as evidenced by the skull, which is human. Your lover is not a god or goddess, so do not worship them. Enjoy them. Love is beautiful in all its expressions, but the extremes of passion and infatuation are not sustainable. It's time to find balance in love. And then it goes on to like whether that's in an intimate relationship, family members, you think about not, it's not only the people we're having sex with or we want to have sex with and we're kissing, it's the people we're intimate with on every level, you know? That's what Lavaria means. And then the Vines of Love um, spell is a lovely one because it actually involves, if you want to, placing an object that represents love to you amongst a growing plant and allow it, but let the plant grow around it and grow the oh, love. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's, um, and, and like vines are really great for that, like an ivy or any kind of vine that it just mm. keeps growing. Because, you know, even if someone's in a cage, if there's a vine planted inside the cage, the vine will always grow out of the cage mm. and find freedom. Nature yeah. always finds its way. So it's about letting your, uh, the natural aspect of, of the inevitable growth of love grow in your life. 
So yeah. I hope that's useful. That's just um Yeah, little, no, definitely. That's being outed on Facebook or whatever this is gonna be on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you relate no, to any of that? Yeah. I um to it. A shift, yeah, yeah. So we're about to have our, our third um our third baby this later this year. And um yeah, so it, and the dynamic, there's definitely a shift in the dynamic and you know, there are, there are flashes of, you know, different things. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, oh, that's, but I noticed that piece going, oh, that's a bit out of character. Um, not in a negative way. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh yeah, right. Thanks. I, I need the reminder of like, well, you know, we're shifting. Just, just let that character go, yes. you know? Yeah. yeah. Let it grow into the next expression mm. because incredibly, you know, we often, especially with matters of love and partnership and family, we have these kind of memories that could be idyllic like people go oh the first three years or all oh, the first three months and we tend to look to the past in order to establish an opinion about the present but what this card means with lavaria it means anchor your love in the present moment and let it grow because there will be more memories that you will look back on you need to sort of allow more of those to come in and not get into this yeah. fixed kind of way of playing out a relationship you know yes. um and you can't predict the way mine's going to grow Every, every positive card, I mean, every moment of light has its, has its darkness, has its yeah. time of, um, you know, time of reckoning. You know, it, it, it's so, it's also a, it's, it's just an opportunity for you to really remember that also when we plant a seed, it goes deep into the dark earth in order to grow. So sometimes we need those sort of stepping back, allowing things to kind of be rebirthed, to come into the light again. And that's how really healthy uh, sustainable relationships just like in nature like you know when we plant an organic crop we rest the soil every other season you know sometimes we'll just let things settle and allow them to be born again into a new expression and not not push for what you think you know and expect does yeah. that make sense yeah absolutely absolutely that's the and the cyclical nature of growth really mm. resonates with me so yeah yay well thank you yay. For for you. Yeah, thank you. It's been an honor to chat. I could I could chat more, but you know, we're, know we're probably out of working time on Newtonian time today. So, <laughs> um, so if you want to catch Fiona um, with her spoken word, the art of which, and you can get the book and the cards there. The the book's out now um, through Rockpool Publishing, and the cards you have to wait till July and show them. Let's go to the spoken word. Yeah. yeah, and also FionaHorn.com, yes. my website. It's really easy oh, yes. to go to FionaHorn.com. Um, I don't know if you can throw that up on the screen or I'll just... Yeah, I will share yeah. it all with the, yeah. the post. FionaHorn.com has all the details of the dates and venues um, of the spoken word that's happening along the east coast of Australia. It is the last time I'm planning to do this, yeah. so I really hope everyone will come out. There's going to be like a chat like this, Q&A, where people can ask me questions, and then we're all going to do a transformative ritual together at the end. Oh, wow. um, and then I'll hang around for as long as it takes to sign books and meet people after. Um, yeah. Also, Death Affects, my band, is touring as well at the same yeah. month. So all that information is on, um, on FionaHorn.com, all the links to the socials, tickets, yeah. and also information about the book. Everything's there. So really invite people to come and check that out. And then I really hope to see everyone at something, like whether it's a spoken word or a Death Affects gig, it'll be amazing. Yes, so tomorrow and anyone who's, you know, in, in Sydney, where, where I am at the moment, um, you're in Newtown tomorrow. Um, yes, at the and yeah. I guess there's a special offer. They just announced it oh. today for the last 24 hours. It's a two-for-one deal. 
So oh, wow. if you um, buy a ticket, you can bring a friend for free. So that's just oh, running wow. now. They just the venue just launched that, which is really exciting. So um, yeah, buy a ticket, get one for free. So check it out. That um, just just uh, I think I guess it's Mosh Ticks, but the link. I think it's Mosh Ticks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can share that link as well. And then you're heading up to Maitland and Queensland and down to Victoria and then the Blue Mountains. So yeah, um, yeah. Everyone has a chance on the everyone on the east coast has a chance to. Yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't get out to the West Coast and some, some people have written, but at the end of the day, my boss gave me a month off work, unpaid, um, I've fronted all this myself, so appreciate the love and support. There's no big promoter or big company behind this, it's just me and you, you know, yeah. so please come out and um, I would have got to Perth and, every, and Darwin and Tasmania and South Australia with, the, with my personal trip. Def FX is able to go to South Australia, a promoter oh, is... Yeah, promoter did step in there and said, hey, I really want you guys in Adelaide. And he's actually fronting the dollars for that. Because as much as we live a magical life, honestly, Kat, I own nothing except my freedom and my happiness. Yeah. Um, so really, it's just about being here yeah. with everyone. And thank you for the support. And please come to the East Coast show. It's be really, really great to connect with everyone. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing uh, so much of your wisdom and experience and, and connecting with the community as well. So, yep, FionaHorn.com if anyone wants to check Fiona out. Hey, it's Kat. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. It was my pleasure to share with you. And if you want to know more about Fiona, visit FionaHorn.com. And if you'd like to know more about all the magic that is available to you within yourself, within your world. And, of course, that all brings much delicious pleasure and the pleasure of living in alignment. Visit readingsforclarity.com or be in touch. I look for Cat Curl Everyday Magic on Instagram or Facebook and I do have a magical membership that all will be revealed about soon. Enjoy. Feel into that. Enjoy your everyday life and find the pleasure in it.